Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Along with one Mike Luby Lubitz. And uh, Luby, it seems like it doesn't matter what the sport is, it doesn't matter what time of year it is. It seems like somewhere along the line, you're going to be thinking, this is the worst officiating I've ever seen in the history of the game. <laughs> is it cliche to say that uh, at this stage of life? Uh, they even have like officials analysts as uh, they come on uh, as retired officials and, and trying to give you the scoop on what was happening in any given play. And usually they don't have much to say. Gene Steratore, who is it? Pereira was another one. Uh, Dean Blandino, one of my favorite names because uh, it's got Dean in the first name and Dean in the last name, Dean Blandino who was the head of officials for a long time, and then he's commentating and saying, well, I really don't know, Jim. I tell you what, that one could go either way. Okay, I'm glad we hired you <laughs> as an expert on uh, such matters. But uh, anyway, I, it never was more in evidence. And now with gambling uh, being such an influential part of what's going on in the world of sport, why do you think the salary cap is up $300 million in the National Football League? Why do you think that they're willing to pay enormous amounts of penalties in terms of luxury tax considerations in Major League Baseball so they can get Blake Snell, pay him $50 million a year, and then have to pay another $60 million in punitive damages there to the league because they've exceeded the luxury tax? That's if the New York Yankees signed this guy, which uh, would you put it past the movie? Get Blake Snell? I don't know. But at any rate, uh, last night you have the lowly Detroit Pistons, the Pistons who have won all of eight games in their 19th year of rebuilding. Incredible. They, they've had top five picks, it seems like, forever. They can't get it straight. They hire the former coach of the year, the reigning coach of the year, Monty Williams, uh, away from uh, the Phoenix Suns. And at $10 million a year, he has them all of eight stinking wins. He's not even, uh, I mean, a million dollars a win? Is that really a fair trade-off in an 82-game regular season? I don't think so. Nope. Now, uh, whose fault it is, I don't know. Where We see a lot of excuses coming out of Detroit. We have a good friend who uh, does some of their broadcasts. Uh, he's involved in the pregame and postgame intermission shows. Uh, the great Grant Long, 15-year NBA career. He can't explain it, right? You, you go to Grant Long, you say, explain it to me, Lucy. And he says, eh, I don't know. <laughs> Ask him any other question about basketball, and, and he can give you a very distinct, succinct, and uh, an answer that has you thinking, man, this guy really knows his stuff. Ask him what's wrong with the Pistons and what it's going to take to turn it around. I don't know. I'm going to have it, have it. It's Ralph Cramden time with that. That being said, they roll into Madison Square Garden last night, Luby, as 11-point underdogs, and you're getting plus 460 on the money line if you play the Detroit Pistons. The New York Knicks, we know, have been hampered uh, greatly by injury. Uh, they were having an extremely promising season, in spite of the fact, Luby, that you hate Porzingis <laughs> and still think that he's a fragile piece of shit who's going to fall apart at any time and compromise any chance, even when they get their other guys and Anobi and uh, Randall back, even when these guys come back, they're still not going to be any good because you see Porzingis being the weakest link. Well, he's on the Celtics. Still a contention of yours? He's on the Celtics, and yes, I still think that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, uh, with, uh, with the Knicks, uh, it just seems yes. like that they don't really have the goods to go all the way. But they're plus mm -hmm. 650 last night in spite of their uh, depleted lineup. Why did I get Porzingis in there? I don't know. He started there. Yeah. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> Is Boston really the best team? I don't know. You you don't like Boston either. I think that's what I was thinking about. That yes. uh, you hate the Boston Celtics, even though they have the best record in the NBA and uh, second in behind them, but uh, a couple of games back. Uh, surprisingly, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who nobody gives consideration for anything. 
<clears throat> anyway, getting back to this officiating thing, because it, it's I mean, it's a disaster if you're a gambler. Mm. You have let's say you had the balls, uh, whatever. Maybe you were on a Delonic drip. Uh, you had just gotten off a long stint to battle with drugs. And uh, you said, uh, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to bet the Pistons on the money line tonight. And they're in this ballgame. Uh, you're going to cover the 11 points easily if you went ahead and took the points. They're in the ballgame, and uh, they have a chance to win the game. I believe it was tied at the time. Uh, they grab a rebound after a mad scramble on a Knicks possession. They grab a rebound, uh, and as uh, this guy Thompson is uh, dribbling a ball up the court and just about to get possession of it uh, for what could be a game-winning final shot on, on somewhat of a breakaway, DiVincenzo of the Knicks tackles the guy, literally, just, just comes flying across as if uh, he was a defensive back in the National Football League, and with a helmet pointed, he, he just tackles uh, Thompson on his way to the uh, possibly uh, on his way to the basket. No call. No call. The Knicks somehow uh, gather the ball back up after a mad scramble occurs, and uh, they get the game-winning basket hard under the basket with like two seconds to go. Monty Williams is, is I mean, he's so beside himself. He comes out on the court confronts the referees who later admitted that they absolutely blew this call. But where does that leave you if you're a better? I mean, it leaves you. It's like after a mass shooting. I hate to compare it to something so heinous and hideous and disgusting and, and prevalent as it is in the United States of America. But, uh, I mean, you always say this, Luby. Fuck thoughts and prayers. Honestly. For 17 massacred children. I mean, uh, how about doing something about this or trying to anyway? I mean, anything that you could do, you would think no matter what it was, it would not be enough of a nuisance. If you could dissuade even one of these things from happening, then it wouldn't matter what amount of red tape and protocol you had to go through to get a gun. That, that you would be more than willing to sacrifice that if you were a legitimate human being and a U.S. citizen and say, you know what, I don't care what shit I have to go through. Let's try to put a stop to these shootings, right? Mm. Would, would that not make sense, Louis? Yes. Thoughts and prayers uh, don't do any good. And apologies from referees don't do any good. Nope. And, and you have to think that this was one of those uh, biased calls. Uh, let's face it, the Knicks are at home. They're in front of a large, uh, fanatical Nick crowd who still thinks they're going to get these guys back, including maybe even trade for Porzingis. And uh, they're somehow going to put together a championship run here under Leon Rose, which uh, people have been questioning, what the fuck is this guy doing for some time now? He was supposed to be a genius, then he was seen as a buffoon. Now he's somewhat of a genius again. And if they don't do anything this year, back to being a buffoon. That's the nature of sports. Yeah. But, I, I mean, to, to have a call like that uh, impact a game where uh, if, if you had just – Somehow, drunkenly put $1,000 on the Pistons on the money line last night. You, you get crushed. Not only do you not cash the ticket, but you lose the money that you put up in the first place in the most undeserving and cruelest of beats yep. that you could possibly take. Three officials looking at this play. There's no way you could miss it. It's almost as if Woody Allen stepped down on the court and tackled the guy. <laughs> then I don't know what you do, right? I mean, uh, you call it technical on the crowd. I'm not sure what the... Uh, Rules would allow there, but uh, it, it doesn't allow for this kind of atrocity. And uh, we're seeing it all the time. I mean, so many blown calls. I, I'll never forget. I mean, you expect it in boxing, mm. right? I'm watching Julio Cesar Chavez against a guy named Frankie Randall. My buddy and I had already cashed a ticket in January on this very same matchup when we were watching Frankie Randall in the gym. I believe he was training at Johnny Tacos, this uh, old CD gym in Las Vegas. It really speaks, I mean, and reeks uh, and just emanates the whole thing. Uh, they, uh, you know, sort of seedy side of boxing. And this guy's training like Clumberlang, man. He's knocking guys out in the gym. And then uh, we're seeing like Julio Cesar Chavez at uh, one of the fancy restaurants at the MGM Grand uh, downing margaritas with chicks on, uh, you know, both legs of his lap 
and, uh, you know, just surrounding him with all kinds of temptation to do anything but train. So he essentially looks like he's going to get knocked out the entire fight. Somehow, uh, Randall, I mean, with the bad officiating, even these guys couldn't rob this kid in this uh, particular incident. And so they gave him a split decision, and we end up cashing a big ticket at 12 to 1. Come back in July, rematch, or May, there, there, there was no reason. This is uh, 1994. No reason to believe that Chavez was going to turn this around, this result. That was his first loss, by the way. Uh, he was 89-0 and 0 going into the uh, first fight. 89-0, oh, wow. and, and you're betting against the guy, right? Yeah. Because of what? Because of inside information. Yeah. You saw one guy in the gym, he looks great. You saw the other guy, he's out on the streets. And you're figuring, okay, who's got the edge here? Mm-hmm. They come back, rematch, same thing is happening. Uh, Randall's just kicking the shit out of this guy. He almost has him knocked out in the third round. Somehow they have a clash of heads in the uh, seventh round, and they stop the fight in the eighth round because of a cut to Chavez, who hasn't done anything in the entire fight, and they give him the decision. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, they stopped the fight after eight rounds, technical decision. They went to the scorecard. Somehow Chavez is ahead. And what does that do for me, Luby? Bad officiating? It ruins a three-fight parlay <laughs> where I was about to cash like a giant fucking ticket after two brilliant picks. And uh, then I have to suffer through this. I mean, it's just not fair to the better. It can yep. uh, Look, that was 1994. So what is this? Uh, 30 years later. Mm-hmm. And I still feel the pain, Luby. <laughs> you can't do this kind of damage to betters. You, you cannot allow these officials to continue to be as inept as they are. Is there an answer for it, Luby? I mean, what would it be? Just hire better officials? How, how, do, you, no, I mean, how do you weed that out of the game? I don't know. Atrocities like that. That, that was an atrocious. Monty Williams is, is on the money. If they find him, it would be a travesty. Yeah. It, it would be, I mean, just, just the biggest piece of injustice ever because he came out right after the game and said, that's a joke. So uh, you know what the NBA's uh, you know protocol is? It's going to be to fine this guy twenty five thousand dollars for criticizing officials. He had every right. Yep, every right. They should be apologizing to this guy. They should be replaying the final minute of the fucking game. <laughs> Especially for the betters that had who, who in their right mind would have taken plus four sixty on the Pistons last night? Right. Thinking, well, they're really going to get cranked up here because they're at Madison Square Garden, the mecca, and all of that. Uh, what would you have? Would you have even been inclined to entertain that thought for even the most brief of split seconds, Luby? Look, the Knicks are super injured, so it could have happened, but I wouldn't have put money on it. It's annoying that you actually had your chance. Like that's annoying. That like I, I don't. They have the ball with the seconds to go, and uh, they're, they're on kind of a break. I mean, uh, if this guy gets control of the ball before DiVincenzo tackles him. And and this was, I mean, just a shot. It was one of those things where, where the guy gets chucked out of the game for uh, spearing or whatever they call that in the NFL. Helmet first. Yes, he, he's kind of a rough, tough guy. I mean, the Knicks are all Villanova at this point, right? DiVincenzo <laughs> and, and uh, Josh Hart, who uh, was uh, fetching a little bit that he wasn't getting a lot of playing time, but he ends up with the winning basket last night. The poor fucking Pistons. I, I mean, and, and it's a shame because uh, you, you know they got picked on. Just like Chavez was always going to get favorable treatment as long as he was under the banner of the Don King promotional group. Mm-hmm. And Don King was assigning the officials because he controlled the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Do you really believe that they were standing up to Don King when he was lining their pockets with zillions of dollars? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Of course you're expecting to get screwed there. But you're not expecting to get screwed that badly in an NBA game. And, uh, and that was uh, just uh, another example. I, I mean, is it true, Luby? Uh, is the officiating at its very worst? Uh, what would you say? Or is it just I, the same as it's always this been? This is bad. I mean, we it's just always, like to bitch about it more. Yeah, it's been bad forever. I don't know. I, it, it, my problem, look, you're not going to get every call right. Fine. But how do you miss that call? I get at the end of the game, you, you don't want to stay out call. of it. But come on, yeah. a guy's a fast. Then what's the point of it? I wouldn't gamble on things then. If you're allowed to just tackle dudes... 
to get your way. <laughs> like, no call. I mean, no call. And they get the ball back and get the winning basket yeah, as like, a result of this bullshit. At least call it out on them or something. Like, I, I don't know. That, that's just a weird turn of events, and it feels... It's funny. The Knicks got screwed a month or so ago. Now, I Th- guess... This wasn't deserves. a touch foul. I mean, or where the guy reached in and you're saying, oh, my God, did he get him on the wrist? I don't know. You know, this isn't like trying to do this Zapruder film on uh, Ali Liston 2. It's, uh, I mean, uh, blatant. Uh, you're, you're looking at uh, probably the, the the most physical, uh, you know, uh, affront that you have seen in the game. And and it's pretty clear. I mean, at the very worst, it's a loose ball foul. My favorite call in all of sports. Mm-hmm. A loose ball foul, DiVincenzo. And Detroit gets a chance to inbound the ball, and you get a chance to maybe cash a big ticket on the money line. Yep. Instead of having to go back, groveling into the fetal position as you get in bed and start thinking, why me? <laughs> it's fucking officials, man. Unbelievable. What would Gene Steratore have to say about that? Is he doing <laughs> basketball now? I mean, what, what the fuck is up with that? Why, why do they have to have these guys that come in? They, they literally, the color man is gutless already when it comes to instant replay. Yep. Rarely do you hear the uh, color analyst. I mean, they're, they're schlubbering all day long about lane integrity and going downhill and all of this bullshit and uh, you know, leverage uh, this. And, and then uh, a replay shows clearly that the guy fumbled the ball and goes, eh, I don't know, Joe, I tell you what. <laughs> that one could go either way. I mean, it has to be irrefutable. It is fucking irrefutable. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're paid to analyze these pictures that are very vivid. You can't miss it. It's HD. Balls out of there. Like as Rick uh, Weaver used to say, the old uh, Dolphins play-by-play guy, like a wet watermelon seed just fell out of this guy's ass. And uh, you're going to tell me that you can't decipher which way to go on the instant replay? You have to be kidding me. But, uh, I mean, was Steratore doing basketball the other day? He he was a longtime college basketball ref, so they'll bring him in on college basketball. Okay, so, and uh, what was he, I mean, was he just in the front office uh, of the uh, NFL, or was he an actual official? No, he was, what do you mean? He was like the head dude a lot of the time. I I only know the names of the guys that would talk. Oh, that's right, okay, Steratore. He sucked. That (laughs) was him. He was horrendous, yeah. Trying to think, where did this fucking guy come from? (laughs) He sucked. (laughs) For years. But, I mean, they never say anything. They never uh, actually uh, take a position on uh, whether, you know, the play was uh, a foul or, or not, or whatever. I mean, a penalty. It's crazy. What's he going to be doing next? Hockey? I mean, he's going to be in the yeah. NHL. Oh, yeah, and I was clearly a trip. I tell you what, you see that? He looped his ankle right there with the stick. Right there. Okay, thanks, Gene. All right, we're going to get out of here. I don't know that we accomplished anything today except bitching about that. I did not have Detroit on the money line, Luby. Mm. I mean, if I told you, I called you, and I said, hey, Luby, you know what I'm thinking about doing tonight? I'm thinking about putting two sticks on Detroit on the money line. Would you have not called 911 immediately and sent to my house? <laughs> we have a crazy man. <laughs> Approach with caution. You may have a gun. That's fine. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, yeah, you would have wanted to shoot yourself, though, uh, last night if uh, you got robbed on that particular call. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Morning Briefing. Will the Yankees do it, uh, Luby? Would they pay o- over double the money that they would have to pay Blake Snell to get Blake Snell as a free agent and, and make that their big move of the offseason? And would that be something that put him over the top? What was Blake Snell last year? I, I know he won the Cy Young, but was he like 12-7 and seven or something? I don't know. Does, does record even matter anymore? I mean, you would think Not the guy really. won 30 games last year like he was Denny fucking McClain. Yeah. you got to be kidding me. Uh, I mean, good pitcher, uh, no doubt. Well, will always be uh, remembered for when uh, Cash uh, took him out of the game there when he was pitching for uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. And, uh, you know, here, here's the manager. He's got a guy that uh, just, just lost like a perfect game in the seventh inning and takes him out. There you go. That's a good one. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys tomorrow. 
there's a lot to uh, a lot to complain about here, but uh, that that was one of the uh, anybody who had Detroit on the money line. Our sympathies and prayers are with you. That's all we have for you. Thoughts yep, and prayers. Yep. We don't have your money back. That's going up in smoke. <laughs> all right. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, good to be with you here. Hey, folks. Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere. Not too loud, but good energy. Reasonable prices. And a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, <laughs> no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand cut every day, everything, and I mean everything is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup, all you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful bayside views captured at the Tiki Bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at mile marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at mile marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, call today at 305-453-9066. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.